also, you have champagne taste at Taco Bell. Every time I pick up the label, I'm like, oh, that's going to have to move another, you know, half a millimeter to the left. <laughs> does that, does that centered. happen and we don't know it? Oh, absolutely. Says a lot about me. That's why I like to party. Thanks, Mom. I, I feel like I'm the perfect amount of cool for PBR, which isn't very cool. I order a parking lot taco. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, my God. I eat you have a name for it. Listen. <laughs> And I eat it before I leave the parking lot. And when I eat carrots, I actually eat the outside first because there's the, oh, the core of the carrot. That's not where I thought it was I going. Know, I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, where did you think it was gonna go? Danny, I just caught something for the first time. Let's see that. Oh man! So I, I need to get a new intro, and I just really haven't had time. Let's I'm, do it. I'm working on it. Let's do it in the uh, process. I, I have I know the like six clips I want to get in there. You do? Uh for the most part, yeah. Dang. I have a couple in my mind right now that okay. I think would be pretty awesome. We'll have to debrief. But I much I much rather I much prefer you to surprise me. Okay. I actually don't want any part of it. Okay, let's do that. There's just a couple that I'm hoping make it. Okay. But no pressure. I won't be disappointed yeah. if they're not. <laughs> it seems like you're putting pressure on me. <laughs> I can feel you feeling the pressure. Uh the, for the first time there I caught when when Chase is talking about eating the carrots, I don't know why I've never caught Luke going, ugh. <laughs> just supremely disappointed in the fact that Chase is, is talking about how he eats the carrot. The carrot and the parking lot taco are, like, my two favorite. That's my favorite me. part. It's is, so is, funny. Is, well, I love that basically, I mean, that's so perfect from season two of how much during the pandemic, during shutdown, that we relied on Taco Bell to get us through. Oh yeah, it was. It had never been more obvious it, it than when you go back. And, that, that's a fact. Okay, so uh, we have some friends of ours on here. Mm-hmm. Um, we are recording for the first time from our new digs. Yeah, technically the same digs. <laughs> um, don't don't get it twisted that this is an upgrade from what we were previously. It feels doing. like an upgrade. I like the scen- uh, the scenery change. Yeah, the, sure. it's this is the Sonder Brewing Podcast Studios. Yeah. Um, welcome, Nate and Merrill. Yeah, uh, I think Merrill like, gave us a genuine comment. He's like, this is a pretty cool dig. So I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think the foosball table and the ping pong table being there, which never get used, yeah. feel like it's like this dope like Google-type hangout. Yeah, it's more to like prove that we're a startup. Like You, <laughs> you, have to have, you can't be a startup without... Yeah, you have, you have to like check certain boxes to be a startup, and I think owning a foosball table and a ping pong table is part of that. That were gifted to us by some friends of ours, yeah, by Bar- Barb and Steve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we use them from time to time. Yeah. We, I mean... It's cool that they're up here. Yeah, the only we, thing we're missing is like you know, like a hammock or like a napping yeah, so area. I literally was about to say that. I was like, we have to have like a napping area, like one of the Google Pods for us to be officially a startup. Uh, so Nate and Merrill are from Responsible Products, mm-hmm. which we'll Partners get into. Yep, we'll get into that here shortly uh, about what you all do, who your company is, um, and how we partner with you guys and what we do there. But the, really, the the gist of it is, and we've talked about this, Danny, multiple times, is. Who Sonder is, is um, five key pillars, and of those five key pillars of our core values, if you will, one of those is responsibility. Mm -hmm. And and what you guys do as a company marries so well with with that for our company and who our culture is. We like to have a lot of fun. Obviously, we make beer and sell beer for a living. Um, But with that, we also have the opportunity to do some really cool stuff. Um, And partnering with you guys is one of those. So... Um, Nate, I'll let you kind of kick it off. Tell us a little bit about 
who Responsible Products is and what you guys do. Sure. Well, it goes without saying that all of us are aware of the plastic pollution problem, right? Everyone yep. encounters it. Um, it's everywhere. Um, I talk to people, and if I ask you, hey, have you ever bought something and you looked at it and you thought, wow, this is really wasteful? I think almost every single person in the United States would say yes. And Responsible Products, really our goal is to reduce plastic pollution and to accomplish that by making disposable uh, food service packaging that's made from plant materials, not petroleum, and then certified compostable after use. And that's, that's basically it in the gist. So uh, of those mm-hmm. is cups. Correct. Um, I almost said glassware. It's not glassware. <laughs> uh, I'm so used to saying that for, for our, our products uh, in our tap room. Uh, but it is uh, a vessel in which we pour beer in, <laughs> not a plastic cup, right? And that's really important. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so, so Merrill, uh, you've been a fan of our tap room. We've seen you around for a while. Um, how, how did you kind of uh, come into play here with, with partnering with us and getting uh, your products, uh, our beer in your products? Well, I think it goes to the, uh, to the point that you were making before. You know, I, I've always identified Sonder as somebody who's made significant steps in the community to be more of a responsible and sustainable brand from your efforts that you do in the tap room uh, through your brewing process as far as recycling pack techs and, you know, spent grain from the brewing process. Um, you guys are on my radar pretty quickly. And luckily, uh, you know, Danny was great. He, uh, he reached out, and he was pretty interested, and it didn't, really didn't take long to get the uh, whole process pushed forward. Um, we're both huge Sonder fans, uh, Nate more so now than he was before. I think that ever since I joined the company, he started drinking a little bit more beer. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. it's a good I think our number one demographic is breweries. <laughs> yeah, so. oh, that's awesome. which is weird. I'm not sure how that happens. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's actually funny that he mentions that because, you know, we find breweries to be very down-to-earth owners, very interested in what's going on in the community, but also, um, you know, they, they care about their sustainability efforts. Um, everybody's happy that, that breweries are going to back to glassware right now. As, as a beer drinker myself, I'm happy that breweries are going back to glassware. I think that beer should be enjoyed out of glass. But, I mean, let's face it, you know, any place that has any sort of disposables or or serves beer or water or drinks you know cups are unavoidable disposable cups right. are unavoidable so you know we're, we pretty much play a role in everyday life in, in a lot of breweries and for whatever reason they really have embraced us as a cincinnati startup and uh, it's been an incredible journey so far that's awesome that's awesome so so how long uh has the company been around so we actually launched uh, November 1st last year. Wow. Yeah. I did not realize it was that recent. That's yeah. like, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, so I, this, was, this was the brainchild of, I mean, several years, but actually uh, we started developing the products, putting everything into production um, around May of 2020. And through those months, you know, produced it, got everything in stock because you can't really launch a, res- a responsible packaging company and just say, Without products, hey, I have, yeah. a, I have a fork. <laughs> yeah, I have a fork. Here's, yeah. a, here's a really cool idea. You got to yeah. trust me. It's going to be yeah. cool. Right. It's going to be functional. Well, I, I have like flashbacks like Shark Tank, you know. It's yeah. right. like, trust me, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> so with a, with, a, with a packaging company, you need to, you know, uh, our clients around the city, they, they use containers, they use soup bowls, they use cups, they use utensils, paper bags, right? And it's very important to have a comprehensive, um, packaging offering that you know is responsible in every aspect. So that's yeah. why we launched that way. That's Very awesome, cool. yeah, Danny. I, you, 
You, I didn't know it was that new either. Okay, I was going to yeah. say, that, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You, guys are, you guys are in on the ground floor. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Love I love it. it. Yeah, and just a heads up, um, at the end of July, we passed $1 million in sales. Oh, congratulations, that's man. Awesome. That's awesome. Cheers yeah. to you guys yeah. on yeah. that. Now, that's, that's sales, not profit. Sure, sure. <laughs> hey, I can, right. I can uh, relate to that, my friend. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, How many guys do you have on the team? How many people do you have on the team, sir? Uh, so we have five employees total. Okay, nice. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's Thank super you. cool. So when was our first, Danny, you may know this. Um, I believe we started working with you guys four or five months ago. Uh, let's see. It was April, I believe. Okay. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Six Very months, cool. Maybe. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and we've been, uh, we've partnered with, as I, as I talked about, our cups. Um, so uh, 100% recyclable? Is that, is uh, that? 100% compostable. Okay. Yes. Okay. Even better. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I think what people don't know is you think, um, okay, we've got this product, which is recyclable. Um, they put it in the recycling without knowing uh, that it's really just going into a landfill. Right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, Pactex are a good example of that, right? And that's why, Meryl, you talked about it. That's why uh, our team launched a, a program uh, with a local company to um, be able to, to recycle those. Um, Talk a little bit about what it means for this to be 100% compostable for those that may or may not know what that means. Yeah, so uh, going on the compostable, you know, people, if you look at the bottom of a plastic container or a cup, it says it has a little recycling logo and it has a number which tells you what type of plastic it is. And then you assume you put it in the plastic bin, oh, it's going to be recycled. But actually, in reality, almost nothing gets recycled, only pop bottles. Right? And that has a lot to do with the sorting process, the, the way that things are processed at the uh, waste facility. They're easy, you know, pop bottles are easier to separate, and that's the number one uh, material that gets recycled. But everything else, for the most part, ends up in the landfill. And what's, what's bad is, like, you know, say you're at a brewery and you're using a plastic cup. Well, that's used for, what, 30 minutes? And then it goes to a Rumpke landfill, yeah, uh, closed-cap landfill, and it's preserved for 100 years or, or longer, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really uh, too bad. So the idea behind compostable products is that, well, number one, plastic is derived from petroleum, oil. Uh, so with compostable uh, products like uh, your new um, compostable Sonder cup, which we um, have a prototype here, which looks great. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, we should probably think about doing some sort of video or something so that <laughs> yeah. people could see this. I'm this excited. should be on YouTube. You'd have a huge <laughs> yeah. following. We, Sonder we has the budget. We'll get We are working on it. Frankly, right now, it's more about okay. um, having the bandwidth, uh, you know, with people. Right now, we are still a, a very lean company for, for our size, yeah. as you guys can obviously Absolutely. relate to. So, yeah. uh, I, I like to poke fun and, and joke because I know it's something that – uh, that Danny will be able to take on uh, with his team, but right now we just don't have the, the bandwidth to do it. Um, but it is something we'll, we'll uh, hopefully like be able to get some photos or something of yeah, this stuff absolutely. out there. I appreciate you guys dropping it off. It's yes, absolutely. it's really yeah. cool. Uh, obviously on radio, you, uh, you can't see anything, but uh, it's a so, super dope looking cup that uh, has Sonder really large on it. Well, it's um, cool. We'll be using these in the tap room, but they'll also be used with our sales team as well. So they'll, you'll see them out at retail accounts as well. Um, Great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Are, are these the cups uh, that will be used at Oktoberfest, or are we – do we – I think we're uh, – I we don't need, think it is, right? Yeah, we need 12-ounce cups for Oktoberfest, okay. so those will be unbranded, but they will be with our friends at Responsible Products. Yeah, so, so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So we've talked on here um, about uh, Oktoberfest coming September 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonder and Friends Oktoberfest is officially the name. Um, our presenting sponsor is Revel Mason, so – uh, at some point, we'll have those folks on here. They'll be able to talk about it. That'll be but really fun. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Uh, but also partnering with us for the event is Responsible Products. So um, 
that's really important because we're, you know, expecting thousands of people here. Um, Nate, you talked about, you know, a, a traditional or a typical plastic cup, as you would think, mm-hmm. especially at an event like that. Uh, if you, uh, fun fact, if you get here in time uh, and are interested, we will have Steins available. Mm-hmm. I would certainly recommend going that route. Meryl's nice. right. Uh, and, and Uber is out of glass. Amount, so. and, but it is limited, yeah. Um, you get a couple more ounces per pour, so on and so forth. But for those that don't have a, a Stein, uh, a lot of these will be, you know, you pour into it, and some people will reuse that same cup. A lot of people are just going to throw it right in the trash, right? right. Um, or right in um, whatever receptacle they, they can find, or on the ground, unfortunately. Please don't do that if you're listening. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, it's something we're really excited about. Um, as we expand uh, our outside beer garden presence, um, you know, Meryl, you talked about this kind of being inevitable, right? Uh, we all want glassware, but we also don't want glassware being shattered and broken all over the place and outside and in the beer garden. So what I'm excited about is this gives us an option to pour throughout our entire six acres of land responsibly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, Haley's been absolutely wonderful to work with. We, we coordinated with her recently on the Oktoberfest event. We actually came up with a whole, a whole new tier of sponsorship. We're going to be the green sponsor awesome. of the Oktoberfest event. And we're going to be debuting one of our new services that we recently rolled out and we've been theorizing. Uh, it's called Responsible Compost. And basically what that is is it's an option for clients that we already work with or businesses that are interested in getting into industrial food composting. We will provide that service. So we're actually going to be on site at the Oktoberfest event maintaining all of the compost bins. So every single cup that we will supply will ideally go into these bins that are well-labeled with great graphics. You know, they're really beautiful boxes that we've invested in. And by putting those cups in those boxes, those will be ensured that those will actually be composted. We'll be taking them back with us to make sure that those are actually full cycle. So you buy the compostable cups, People enjoy the beer from the compostable cups, and then we take the cups with us to actually be composted. And that's a big deal in Cincinnati. There's not very many of those. And as far as I know, uh, this might be the first one this year at a beer festival that Saunders doing. So, I mean, that's props to you guys. That's, it, a, that's exciting. It makes so much sense, too, because, you know, we, uh, we've always been a bullish company in everything we do. You know, we don't do anything uh, the short way, the easy way. Uh, it's never been who we are. Uh, so everyone thinks taking a beer festival like that to the next level is more people, more beer, more games, whatever it is. Like, and we're going to be doing stuff like that. But something that we care so much about is being, you know, environmentally friendly and responsible with what we're doing. So we frankly won't be making more money off of the event because we're doing that. But it's something that is important to us and it speaks to our customers and to our whole company. So we're really excited about that. Well, and it's part of our culture. What Absolutely. I'm excited about with you guys actually being on site is driving awareness to that it's one thing to have the cup and be able to tell people it's a responsible product right Mm -hmm. but it's it's another thing to have your company here talking about it and why it's important and what it means that's what's really cool to me that's the most exciting part for me yeah it's not about any potential uh revenue opportunity or anything uh financially driven what it frankly is for me is more about the education piece i'm a firm believer that most people would get on board with what you guys are doing, what we're trying to do, if they were firmly educated in 
uh, the the bad sides or the the dark side of what the pollution is and and what it really means to try to get to a zero carbon footprint and and trying to be uh, more sustainable uh, and more environmentally friendly. You, you talked a little bit, Merrill, about some of the stuff we do. I mean, we've we've been recycling our spent grain with local farmers from day one. We just started this PacTech uh, program. We're partnering with you guys. There are so many things. Danny, I think you have a list over there. Yeah, I was about to say, I'd be remiss to not give uh, Chase and Haley a shout-out. Um, you know, as a company culture, we really do take pride in our sustainable efforts, but they really champion it for us um, because they are, you know, leaders for our production and our taproom staff. Um, so I got with them earlier and just took a little bit of notes. I'll run through them pretty quickly here. Uh, production. Uh, so from start to finish, Chase has always had sustainability on the mind. Um, he designed our entire production floor with sustainability and efficiency in mind. Uh, we currently partnered with Recycling Alliance to properly recycle all of our and upcycle our pack techs, plastic shrink wrap, uh, super sacks, and cans. Chase actually like has this down to a number of pounds, and the number of dollars is actually generated for us, which is super cool. I won't share those numbers, but it was pretty impressive when I saw them. Uh, all of our spent grain goes to local farmers, which provides a healthy food for their healthy cows. Uh, we were actually able to purchase a cow uh, maybe a year ago. And the meat, awesome. the meat was super good. It was, and it was it felt delicious. like it, it was like a full circle thing of like, oh, we brewed their like we brewed the beer here, the spent grain went to these cows and yeah, it was a really cool thing. It, it may or may not be true, but it's the best beef I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> no will, bias at all. Will right. there will there be a beer though? Uh, of uh from the cow? Yes. From the beef? Yes. Oof. Oof. I, we do some wacky stuff. <laughs> I know Darkfish Head did a pork yeah. scrapple beer once. What yeah. in the world is that? Yes. What, what does that even mean? Y- you betcha. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm going to have to look that <laughs> up. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what pork scrapple is. Exactly. I know it has actual pork in it. It feels like a made-up word. It's like a, it's like a spam, like a, like a spam-type product. I, I, I it's a real t- thing. Yeah. For real? Yeah. That's not helping scrapple. me like, enjoy the idea of this <laughs> beer. We'll, we'll Google it later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. We'll have to do some research. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Oh, and then Chase also, the thing I love about him is his dedication to uh, working with our suppliers from top to bottom. So he has contracts with all of our hop suppliers. Uh, the big thing with the hop suppliers is actually that um, we do not buy any hops that have neonicotinoids in them. I probably didn't say that right, but uh, I tried. Neonicotinoids. Uh, yes, ne- that. Ne- neonicotinoids. See, you said it right, and then you kept saying it. I know, it. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, and the big thing with that is that um, it's a pesticide that directly harms bees, so we avoid those for obvious reasons. Uh, and then Chase is also working with our main malt provider that promotes locally grown barley and malted with less and malted barley with less carbon footprint. So the big thing there is uh, sourcing locally, but then also making sure that those sources aren't polluting the environment. Uh, and then the tap room. The tap room also does a phenomenal job of being sustainable. Um, so we've been collecting customer pack tax for about a year now. Uh, and those bins fill up wildly faster than I would have ever imagined. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's like two big blue plastic bins have to be, like, dumped and recycled every week. It's banana land. Um, Compostal cups with our friends from Responsible Products. Uh, Recycling stations in the tap room, recycling behind the bar, cloth towels versus paper towels, uh, paperless receipts, refillable versus single-use cleaning products. Uh, We planted 25 trees in the last two years. And uh, we're excited to be working with a company to implement an organic-based lawn improvement plan as well. So shout-out to Chase and Haley. 
Uh, like I said, our company from top to bottom is heavily dedicated to stuff like this, but they really do a great job of championing it for us. We, that, we also, I, I know that, um, I know that you, you alluded to this as well, Merrill, but um, from the beginning, Chase was really um, strategic with how he planned the design for using our water mm-hmm. um, so that we heat up uh, our water and use it. And I don't, I don't want to speak too, uh, too out of turn here. Um, I know Chase has talked a little bit about it, but we essentially use a sterilized water from heating it to certain temperature, which replaces the use of chemicals and other things for cleaning. So that's another thing that we do as well that I know uh, obviously Chase is, is really proud of as well. Yeah. And by the way, we're not, you know, we're not there yet. You know, it's a, no, it's a, it's a, it's uh, frankly, as a society, we all have to get better every day. Yeah. Right. And we're, we're taking every step we can. I know the conversation I have with Chase is that, um, a lot of the products and services that are available to breweries are largely geared towards uh, like big macro breweries, just you know for obvious reasons. Um, there's not a whole lot geared towards uh, micro and you know um, craft breweries. So it's kind of a process of figuring out what works for us, what we can invest in, and just slowly you know building into those steps, which you know we frankly really care about, but it's also just an important thing to us. Well, I can tell you too. I mean, that's what you listed off is amazing. And um, Chase, you know, when we started to supply you guys. Yeah, Chase sent you a hell of an email. Yeah, and I can say uh, that email contained more questions than 99% of our other clients have asked. And it was very detailed, very scientific, uh, right to the chase. And uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, So Sonder takes it. It's not just like a let me check off the old social report here. It's uh, Chase is very heavily invested in the whole team and culture is. And it's... uh, yeah. Really great to see. And those guys bring it from the top down, too. You know, they set the standard, and we all drive behind them. Yeah. Because, again, sorry to keep reiterating this word, but that's the culture of our company. Yeah. Right? That's, yeah. that's who we are. Uh, all right, let's get into some beer stuff. This is, after all, uh, it's still a beer podcast. Absolutely. Um, I'm recycling this beer in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> I love this beer so much. <laughs> so we're drinking Giga Coaster Lager. Yep. I said it right the first time. There you go. Um, have you guys ever had this before? Oh, yeah. Okay. First time. Uh, I, what do you think, Nate? Delicious. Yeah. Um, so this was our first collaboration with Kings Island that we brewed last year and brought it back this year uh, in addition to the blue ice cream beer. But this is a beer that goes down uh, incredibly uh, fast and easy. Yes. Uh, if you right now could drink uh, any beer, if you weren't at Sonder pouring Giga Lager, and I just said, hey, Nate, go, go grab a beer, uh, what would be your, your number one beer? Uh, not at Sonder, right? Yeah, no of course. Pressure, right? yep. okay. Nope, nope. It could be anything. It could be at Sonder, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say one of my favorites is uh, Return of the Mac uh, okay. at Streetside. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. a great beer. Yeah. Uh, it's a, do they call that a vanilla cream coffee beer, I think? Or yeah, I believe like it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a flavored coffee. It's a, it's Caramel. A, Caramel. Caramel. Coffee blonde. Okay. Yeah, yeah yep. that's right. Um, I believe that was back from the days when Luke was still there. It was, yeah. I'm not certain, but okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I like it. Yeah. Approved. That's okay. <laughs> have, you had, have you had Cato yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, gotta we got to get this man a Kato. You got to give Kato a try. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to shift the question a little bit, okay? Oh, boy. Uh, Meryl, I'll let you go first while okay. Nate thinks about it, okay? <laughs> yeah. No pressure. If I were to go to your fridge right now, what beer is in your fridge? What beer isn't in my fridge? Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> good uh, answer. I, yeah. Wait, I, bet, I bet a lot of money Meryl has a good beer fridge. What, uh, 
Do what, you have a separate beer fridge? I do. What what style are you after? Hold on, I gotta know now. I gotta know about the beer fridge. Okay, is it in the garage? Uh, no, it is actually on the counter next to the actual fridge. It, it is a beautiful, gorgeous, glowing LED beer fridge that it. my my beautiful wife, who uh, gave in to my passion eventually, uh, purchased for me. That's awesome. That. It is well stocked at all times. That's awesome. Nice, hey, nicely done on the wife shout out. Well done. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this, Tara, you're, you're welcome. I'll cut, I'll, I'll cut this for you and send it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I will say there's nothing better than like the ultimate dad fridge. Just like mm. a fridge from the 90s that's in your garage. It's exclusively like. I feel ex- like you're calling me out right Do you now. have one? I feel like you should. Well, all right. So here's what we just. So full disclosure, we just um, moved into a new house. We just. Um, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Um, it's been a long year coming. Su- super yeah. easy process. Yeah. Uh, something like <laughs> no that. No hiccups. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we went through a construction process, and I'll fir- I will firmly say I'll never build another house again. Uh, <laughs> I, I hear that often. Yeah. That's what's weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I am looking every day on Craigslist for somebody just, like, giving away an old fridge or, like, selling an old fridge for cheap. Because all I want to do is keep beer cold. That's it. Yeah. Um, I feel like what you're describing, I feel like you're just envisioning me when you say this. I, I actually, envi- my uncle has an elite beer fridge. It's like, it's, ex- it's like the most mishmash things of, you know, when you bring <laughs> beer to, your, to his house, you put it in the garage. Yep. And, you know, half of the beer you bring gets drank, so, like, a lot of it just accumulates. Like It's, it's I, the Meissner fridge. I was about to say, it's probably very similar to Jen and Brad's fridge, where, like, if you get to the back of it somehow, there's, like, some... There's, there's beers some, from, like, 2015. Yeah, there's some weird there. beers back there. And but you drink them. Sometimes it's a happy surprise. Oh, yeah, I dig in the back. <laughs> yeah. I was like, sometimes there's some good stuff. It's Typically, you know, my uncle's a big uh, BL guy, but... Um, okay. So, there's some good stuff back there every once in a while. Uh, okay. So... I'll let you pick. Just give me five beers that are in your fridge. Wow. Oh, man, that's <laughs> tough. So uh, so recently went to Beer Fest, Cincy okay. Beer Fest. Mm-hmm. Thank God. So happy that I was back. Yep. Um, you know, the, the Didn't supr- it just feel good to be back at a beer festival? One, it felt good to be back at a beer festival, but I really enjoyed being outside yeah. at mm-hmm. a beer festival. And it made me wonder why we were ever inside the, the dark, gloomy Duke Convention Center ever. Isn't, right. Isn't, you know, that, wait, isn't that only for Winter Beer Fest? Or was summer fe- summer beer fest? I I've always I actually don't know the answer to that. I've always thought it was both. Oh, okay, but I mean, obviously, due to COVID, still yeah, you know, it made going and, on. And to your point, it's so much better outside. <clears throat> it it felt like Lollapalooza only with beer instead of music, mm-hmm. but there was also music too. So it was just a, the, the entire vibe was incredible. But mm-hmm. a moral of the story was Grainworks. Ironically, okay. you know, shout out to Grainworks, who is a. Uh, a uh, brewery in the Burbs, kind of mm-hmm. like Sonder is, but yeah. uh, I mean, obviously Sonder's made a big name for themselves. Um, yeah, Grainworks over in the Westchester area. Absolutely, yep. yeah. They uh, they stole the show for me. They had nice. a uh, obviously an orange cream that that tends uh-huh. to be a very popular flavor profile at the moment, mm-hmm. but they did it in a in a wheat beer instead of like oh, the milkshake IPA, and uh, it was incredible. And they I also had, had that one yet. It's very good. It's out right now. So. If you, get, if you get a chance. Uh, and they so also, that's one of them in your fridge? Yep. So we have uh, actually two Grainworks beers. There's, okay. a, uh, there's a pineapple orange gosa okay. that uh, my wife was just crazy over. Okay. Uh, shout out to Branch and Bone out of Dayton. They had something called Arrow in the Gale, which was a Saison barrel-aged in port barrels, okay. something or other, uh, funky farmhouse. I, say, I like the way, I like where this is It's going. absolutely yeah. incredible. I, I bought a, um, a big bottle the next day online. It was yes. so good. Um, Rebel Metal, 
Um, oh, I've yeah. got a six pack of the Steuben Tiger. Uh, it's just a great lager right now. Mm-hmm. And I'll make you guys happy. I still have one last bottle, one last can of the orange cream ice cream Sonder release in the very back of my fridge. I'm saving that for a very special occasion. Which one? The blue ice cream. Oh, I said the orange cream. cream. Yeah, you the guys are like, you're like what, okay. what do you mind talking about? Yeah. The, yeah, so the King's Island blue ice cream. I've nice. been saving that for a very special occasion. That okay. was a hit with all of my friends. Nice. And um, special beer. Are That's you a awesome. Cincinnati guy um, growing up? Uh, yeah. Yeah, nice. so I bounced over Cincinnati pretty much my entire life. Nice. Yeah. So, the bl- so the blue ice cream resonated with you? It, it brought back some nostalgia for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you guys did a great job with it too. The, the color, on the other hand, uh, Maybe we'll dial that in next time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, blue and yellow. Are tough. <laughs> That's yeah. a tough color to, to pull off. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Nate, what about you? Give me, uh, give me a few beers in your fridge right now. Uh, so I am not a beer aficionado, okay. like Merrill. Um, so I'll go with some non-Cincinnati and probably bore your listeners, but uh, oh. you'll probably find some Space Dust. Okay. Yeah. Um, Two-Hearted Ale. Yep. Oh, yep. Two-Hearted is so good. Shout yeah. out to Michigan. Yeah. 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 Two-Hearted's like beer of the year, like every year. Yeah. 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 Um, you betcha. You'll find that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Um, and then I, anything Streetside does, I, I love. Okay. Yeah, nice. I just I'm, I've just been there so many times that yeah. um, I enjoy yeah. their releases. We're, we're yeah. both big Streetside fans. Yeah. yeah. Their beer is delicious. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Danny. Uh, give, me, give me two beers in your fridge. Uh, if any, that aren't Sonder. Oh, I have a really weird beer fridge right now because I haven't been drinking at home a whole lot, okay. but I've been collecting. So I've recently, within the mass, last month, been to Asheville, Portland, and my dad just visited from Cleveland this past weekend. So I have a good amount of Sonder beer in there, but I'm also swimming in some Masthead. It's my favorite Cleveland brewery. My dad brought a case back. Uh, there was like some Oktoberfest in there, um, a couple of their lagers, which I always think are very good. Um from Asheville, I still have some Bramari in there, um, a little bit of Green Man, which is probably my favorite Asheville brewery. And then Portland, I brought home a bunch of Wayfinder and uh, Great Notion. So, And I have like probably four or five beers from each of those breweries in the fridge right now. So I got a really good beer fridge going Lucky right you. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very uh, opportune time to ask what's in my beer fridge because it's in a little <laughs> beer fridge right now. <laughs> Typically, it's just like Coors Banquet, a bunch of Sounder stuff, and then like random IPAs. Uh, cool. Yeah. Um, what do you got? Oof. You know, I Do you have been... anything in your fridge that isn't Sounder? Uh, no. Yeah. No. Uh, I have currently in my fridge... I have how much Bella uh, do you have over under five cases? <laughs> well, compiled like in total, yeah, or actually in my fridge right now. Those are two yeah. different questions. I have yes. enough Bella to get me by for a while. <laughs> um, have you all tried Bella yet? Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, so what a draft. Um, yeah, it went fast, That's so fast. Uh, one of my favorite beers we've ever released. Uh, I'm obviously a little biased as well. It's it's named after my daughter, but I it, truly that aside, and you can sniff the BS here. It's still, whether it's named after my daughter or not, one of my favorites. Yeah. I have Lemon Lime Sequel in the fridge, mm-hmm. Bella in the fridge, Blanc, and Voss. See, I pretty much always have Blanc, um, You Betcha, and Sequel. We had Stack. some Record Hop in there. Liz mm-hmm. got rid of that pretty quickly. Yeah, Liz mm-hmm. does rec- like Record Hop. hop head. She's a hop head. So anytime anything hoppy enters the fridge, it's usually gone really quickly. I actually do have one non-Sonder beer in my fridge. Had just like a squirrel moment. It hit me. Yesterday, Casey gave me the collaboration between Fretboard and Fatheads, the one that just hit. The yes. I, haven't, I haven't had yeah. that one yet. I have not tried it yet. I have very one can. Good. You liked it, right? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I still need to give that a try. 
I, I, I'm I've a West heard. Coast guy. I mean, I think so I, if you had I a like choice, a you would prefer West Coast versus... Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, it, it started that way, you yep. know. Um, and I think that, you know, once you've gone West Coast, you know, you can really drink anything at that point. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you start with hazies, they're a little bit sweeter, a little bit more approachable, and then converting to the more bitter hoppiness West Coast... Um, that's a harder sell, so to speak. So, yeah. I mean, um, when I when I first started exploring craft beer, uh, there was Magic Hat, uh, Truth just came on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Psychopathy from from Mad Tree was in my rotation, um, and the Kroger beer aisle looked much different than it does sure. today. Oh my gosh, you know, yeah. you, for sure, you can you can find fifteen Cincinnati brands and and Kroger alone, which is I, I'm a huge fan. Obviously, you guys yeah. know that, but. Um, it was a fantastic collaboration. I mean, anytime any Cincinnati brewery, especially being fretboard, you know, a small microbrewery just like Sonder gets to collaborate with uh, with a huge brand in Cleveland, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just a fantastic beer. But I do want to add that the Sonder sellout culture that I have witnessed over the years is unlike any other brewery in all of Cincinnati. Oh. That is something very special that you guys have. Every bottle release, every kind of one-off specialty beer that you put out from the certified heater to uh, the family traditions to the, uh, the barrel-aged stout you just released, what, two weekends ago? Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's hard to see people line up like that at any other brewery. And it's insane. You, you guys have created uh, a really amazing culture here in Cincinnati, and it's, it's been amazing to watch. Thanks for that, man. That's, that's really cool. It's, yeah, we appreciate that. It's validating well. to hear that. You know, we work – our team works really hard at that, right? You don't know what to expect, especially in these times, but also in these beer times. So forget the, the uh, landscape that we're in from the pandemic, but also in beer culture now, those are becoming less and less of a thing. For me, I still remember going to Dark Lord Day – in Munster at Three Floyds back in 2011, 2012. And the line culture there was something that drew me to craft beer. And frankly, it, it, um, it makes me a little sad that, 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 that we don't have that same culture anymore. So we try to do some things to um, not just facilitate that, but, but to create the culture of what beer does for people. So it's not just the idea of having a line or a bottle share, whatever this is, but this idea that I loved... When, when I was coming into craft beer, that I could go to a bottle release, and I pretty much knew who I was going to see there, and it became this community. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm hoping that we're able to establish, is that, that when we release limited beers, that you're going to see the same 50 to 100 people here on that Saturday. It, yeah. It's very much happening. Thank you. For I, I, I see it because I'm there. And I see the same friends. So yeah. um, That's awesome. Know, what you guys are doing are very special, and... Um, I think you're carving out your your special spot in Cincinnati for your your killer releases, and uh, going on the record, uh, Certified Heater was probably top five IPAs of all time for me. Nice. Oh, that's awesome! Thank you guys, you. I love that. Beer. You guys need to uh, make that a constant mainstay. We, for all, for we all have our... something. We have something coming soon that will. If you like Heater, you'll like this. Yeah, for sure. That's exciting. And if you're into uh, craft beer shares uh, or wines, uh, I would mark off. Black Friday and uh, November seventh, sixth, sixth. Our anniversary it. party this year is going to be. Yeah, um, you're going to want to mark those yeah. uh, mornings off as being in line. I yeah, still got some family traditions from last year. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so obviously, I was going to say it's for those that are fans of ours or or know what we did last year. Obviously, uh, from my personal standpoint, 
the background there of the family tradition beer. If you don't know, go listen to that, that podcast episode. It was really cool. We had my dad on there. It's named after kind of a tradition that he and I have had for years. Which we will absolutely do again. Have my dad on the podcast? Yeah, me, you, Chase, Luke, and your dad. Except this year, we got to have him live. Yeah, absolutely. we got to have him here for yeah. it. It would be cool. Last year, he called in, pandemic. And well, and he was so jealous because we were drinking the beers at That's the table, right. and he, didn't, he couldn't have them yet. <laughs> I was like, I felt bad a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, really. He ended up getting them. So. <laughs> uh, he got bottles, one of all of them, Yeah, believe, which, is, which, is uh, cool. which is the appropriate thing to do. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, but this year, so for those that, that know us, know that when Danny talks about family t- or uh, Black Friday, that it's family tradition and the variants that are the, the the base beer and then the variants that we're going to have are going to be special but. luke blew my absolute mind when we were talking about the anniversary yeah oh yeah the, the beer's coming for anniversary i mean he, he's so perfect for for what he you know his the way his creative mind works for once stuff comes out of a barrel to what to do with it is it's just incredible so to your point and and meryl what you were talking about with with kind of that bottle share culture and and what uh, beer events are definitely November sixth. Kind of uh, an advantage to listen. Are you to the sure podcast. it's the sixth? I had seventh in my head. It's a hundred percent the sixth because it's because it's my anniversary, my wedding anniversary. <laughs> so I haven't really dropped that to that Liz validates it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I know that it's November sixth. I had like a mini heart attack the other day because I was like looking at my calendar, and I hate that I'm a calendar guy now. It's not who I am, but I have to do it, you know. Um, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm in a wedding on October 30th. And I know our actual anniversary day is the 27th, yeah. right? We didn't want to compete with Halloween. And, as and, well and I sent Haley a text. I was like, oh, shit, we don't have our anniversary on the 30th, right? And she's like, no, we don't compete with Halloween. I was like, thank God. <laughs> but I'm going, I'm, I'm going to a wedding on Halloween, so maybe I have to dress up. Who I knows? mean, what would you, dude, what would you have done? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't answer it because I don't really want to know what the answer was. But the wedding, you would have been, been a real sticky wicket. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. Luckily, I didn't have to make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you also don't have to answer my question, which is good. I don't. I genuinely don't know. It's like one of my best friends getting married. I'm in the wedding. If I wasn't in the wedding, it'd be a no. Oh, if you're in the wedding, yeah, okay, done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you have to be there. I think so. <laughs> Do I? I don't know. Our anniversary yes. is a big day. <laughs> Depends on the releases. Right. Honestly. <laughs> well, in, my, in my head, I'm like, can I like be here for the release and then get to Chicago for the wedding? Absolutely fucking not. So. No way. There's no shot. I don't know. The wedding's in Chicago? Yeah. There's no shot. There's no shot. I don't know. Thank hey, God I didn't have to make good, a decision. Good. Hey, also... Uh, you're you're uh, lucky that Haley's running that ship because to me I would have been like, that's yeah, close to Hall. We talked about it, and she's like, do we do our anniversary in, on the thirtieth, which is the Saturday closest to our actual anniversary, right? Or do we push it to the sixth? I'm like, we got it. We got to be close to the anniversary. So if I, but but luckily, she, luckily ultimately like, she's right. Yeah, like we're never gonna actually unless we were having it on our like actual like twenty seventh, like that would be super cool. But like if we're not having it on the twenty seventh, we might as well make it a date that works for us for sure. Uh, thank God it wasn't the 30th. But, but my point is, she saved you. Because I probably yeah. would have been like, well, we'll just put it on the 30th. Right. Whatever. Nope. You got lucky that I'm not controlling that ship. Thank God. Uh, all right. One more beer question. So do you guys remember what your first ever beer was? We're not asking what age. I don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was your first beer you ever had? I, I, on your I, 21st birthday. <laughs> 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 that was my first beer. Yeah. <laughs> I for for whatever reason I I latched on to Newcastle Brown Ale. Oh, okay. I think wow. I'm probably the only person in the world 
that loved that beer at such a young age. I don't hey. know. I don't know why. I remember drinking Newcastle and College. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a flavorful beer. Um, Have you, you had know. one recently? I haven't. I need to. I haven't either. Yeah. I would be curious now to see what that tastes like after my palate has adjusted to beer. You just blew my mind. I think I'm going to run to Kroger. Dude, I'm right after home. this. Yeah, I had, Come on. Pick I had up a some honey Newcastle. brown recently, and it was delicious. Oof. I, I had a honey brown probably two or three years ago, and I don't know that I would use the word delicious. It was, <laughs> it was different than I remember. I enjoyed it. <laughs> the, the real question, would you classify Zima as beer. I think that was my first taste of alcohol at the ripe age of like 15. I, that's like almost, uh, I don't know. Like, what is, yeah, like Smirnoff Ice? Like, what does. Is Zima still around? Is that even. Dude, I, no, if it's I, not, it should be. <laughs> it, would, it would kill in 2021 Dude, right now. Really yeah. Like, Dropping Jolly yeah. Ranchers into Zimas? Yeah. I swear Come I had on. a brief comeback a couple years ago. Yeah, they I did. Remember yeah, that. did yeah. like Barstool yeah. like pick it up and stuff like that? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, had, yeah, I think that's where I got the. Because somewhere I saw people were dropping. And Jolly Ranchers into Zima. I think I had like a brief comeback a couple of years ago. But I, and brief is the heavy word there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, that I, would I, be I the official. I haven't first seen a beer. Zima in years. Yeah. I think White Claw took over the Zima market. Yeah, had to, yeah. Yeah. Had to have. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine so. And we welcome it. To, yeah, for sure. It's Are you guys seltzer guys ever? I, I fought it at first, but, you know, I, I've converted my ways. Yeah. There's a time and a place for it, I feel. Yeah, when I at the neighborhood pool. You yeah, know. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I still, you know, at my roots, at the core, I still just want a good beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are times, I mean, I won't turn it down. Somebody offers me a, a seltzer, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i take it. Yeah. yeah, I'm a firm believer there's a time and a place for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, Nate, what was your first beer? All right, first taste. I will accept Zima if the answer no, is no. Zima. <laughs> <laughs> good luck topping my, my that first one. Beer, <laughs> what, my first beer that I fell in love with was a uh, Scottish Bellhaven. Yeah, yeah, okay. really okay. enjoyed it. Yeah, loved it. I mean, that's a thick beer. For, yeah, I mean, that's it's so smooth. Yeah, just so smooth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. A first taste, Natty Light. Unfortunately, yeah. 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 Well, mine was a Budweiser. Yeah. I stole from yeah. my parents' fridge. Yeah. Like mine was a Coors Light. Nice. on a houseboat at Dale Hollow. Curs. Yeah, Curs and Turs. <laughs> Where the mountains blue? Uh, Not back then. I'm old. New technology. That technology didn't exist then. Um, no, uh, I remember thinking I was so cool drinking a Coors Light. I mean, I, 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 I had the exact opposite reaction. I was like, people like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hated it. Yeah. But I didn't tell anyone I hated yeah. it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I had to drink it really fast because I couldn't just like sip on it. Right. Yeah. You know what? You know, it's an acquired taste. I think I might've, uh, I might've forgot. I think my first taste might've been Red Dog. Oh, that? yikes. Is that still, that's not around, right? Oh, it's still around. <laughs> still I don't know. Really? Oh, it's still I, around, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know that I've you can ever find had it on the West. Dog. Oh, Human Lived. Yeah. You gotta I have I don't one. think I've had one. I mean, you gotta have one. Yeah. It's, you gotta try it. Who it's, makes it? It's a it, rite of passage. It's available on the West Side at all locations. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> That tracks. I think, it, I think it's next to the Wild Irish Rose. <laughs> yeah, same shell for sure. Right. I mean, did you all go through ever uh, a Mad Dog 2020 or Boone's Farm thing? No, I didn't. What? Just I, me? I can't relate, no. Both yeah. of you looked at me like I had 17 heads, and Danny very quickly was like, no. I feel like both of you wanted to like not make me feel dumb, and you're like, yeah, yeah, totally. But I could see it in your eyes. Neither one of you did. No, Mad Dog 2020, it's like one of those things where like, if you've had Mad Dog 2020 before, you have the COVID vaccine. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had I, we used to do MD twenty twenty races in college. Oh god! I mean twenty one, of course. Yeah, yeah. After you turned twenty one, <laughs> uh, we were more right. of the uh, like forties variety. We did Edward Forty Hands. Lots of yeah, Edward Forty. Hands. We did a lot of forties. Also, I realized I sound like a raging idiot. I mean, I occasionally, <laughs> I occasionally sat down and just drank beer. I thought you were going to say raging alcoholic. Well, <laughs> hand Fun. in hand. All right. Uh, no, I, I I would say when I first when I finally just enjoyed beer, the beer for me that kind of like pushed me into I have two beers that and I've shared this on the podcast before, but two beers that kind of made me realize, holy crap, beer can have this much flavor. And it was Founders Breakfast Out. I still mm. remember that was when I started home brewing. Was after I had Founders Breakfast Out, and then the hoppy beer for me, hoppy loose terms because now you have it, and it doesn't taste hoppy at all. At the time, was revolutionary. Was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale mm. that that is the the lost island of beers? Yes, just yeah. the gold standard, man. It is. It's so it good. is, and I mean, it still stands up to this day. Absolutely. If I see that, if I'm if I'm somewhere that doesn't serve Sonder, uh, I'll almost always ask, "Do you just have Sierra Pale?" Yeah, yeah. and and that's what I'll I'll probably get to. Fantastic beer. Yep. Yeah. And to your point, still holds up today. Absolutely. Danny talked about Asheville. That's my favorite place in the world. And uh, when Liz and I, if we ever retire, or if I ever am not working one day, I, I would love to be in the mountains of Asheville. And uh, Sierra Nevada is just our happy place. I just love going there. Um, you want to hit the last segment? Let's do it. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Is it a cover band in some college town bar where it's not a nice top? Is it something to get you through? You want to kick us off this week? Sure. Uh, I'm forever thankful that All Time Low continues to make music. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, they're like the only like nostalgic band for me that keeps making music. Um, they came out with a new song with Pale Waves called PMA. I actually saw you post it on your Instagram story, and so mm. I listened to it after that. Thanks. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I don't love them as much as you. I don't, I don't have anything wrong with them. I don't yeah. hate them. I just don't love them as much as you do. You know what's funny? I compared them to like our typical question of like, what's your favorite beer versus the beer you uh, drink the most. Ooh, yes. Yellow Card is probably the band I like the most, but I've probably listened to the most all-time low, mostly fueled by the fact that they're still making music. Which is incredible. Yeah. And All Time yes. Low, I would actually argue All Time Low has way more good albums than Yellow Card. Well, yeah, for sure. But How do you feel about the, wasn't it All Time Low, the, the, the collaboration with Marshmallow? Uh, or am I thinking of? Marshmallow, I feel like has collaborated. I feel like Marshmallow collaborated like, with you guys. Uh, literally, did, no, did, did, the responsible products Marshmallow drop is coming <laughs> 2022. I think that was a Day to Remember song. It was a Day to Remember. Yeah. Right. Great yeah. song, though. I also yeah. love a Day that, to Remember. That so. song is really good. Yeah. Bangs. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> uh, all right. Which one of you two want to go first? So um, just to reiterate, I know we kind of talked about this before going uh, on to the podcast here, but for those that may or may not be new listeners, basically we love music here as much, almost as much as we love beer. And um, this is just a segment we end all of our podcasts with where we talk about uh, – we always talk about beer, but we like to end it talking about a song that we just have on repeat right now that we can't get enough of. Any genre, um, no restrictions, just give me a song. 
I'll, I'll save Nate on this one. I'll go first. So uh, I, uh, I, I grew up in the, uh, the, the post-punk kind of uh, the wave. Um, so I've always liked that, that, that punky, rhythmy, kind of even pop-punk. Um, but lately, I mean, I've been alternative, like, through and through. So I would have to say Glass Animals has been on repeat their entire new album. And I know the purists out there, the Glass Animal purists, um, you know, it, they've gone a completely different direction from what they're known for. But um, that brand new album, it's just killer. Space goes coast to coast. Love it. Uh, I just repeat all day long. Fantastic track. Do you have a favorite punk song of all time? Uh, last one to die. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah, I do. Sticks out. MXPX. Uh, wow. Dude. Nice. Uh, MXPX. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> in a middle school, in a middle school talent show. That's when oh I listened God. to it. I, I love, I love so much where this story is going. <laughs> in a middle school talent show. Every good story starts with in a middle school talent show. <laughs> <laughs> Me and two buddies actually performed an MXPX song. No way. Oh I God. did not do anything, but I did not play any musical instrument. I sang. The nice. number, uh, the number, is a loose The term. number doesn't exist of how much I would pay to see that video. <laughs> Dude, Literally, no. your parents can name the price, and I will pay for that video. Dude, I drew tattoos. Oh my all God! My I arms. need it. I need it so bad. I mean, that's just got to be gold. Dude, MX, good shout out to MXPX there. <laughs> I, they're probably listening right now, too. Oh, oh I, I would so. love. Hey, hey MXPX, <laughs> what's up? Get a hold of us. Oh, man. Uh, all right, so that's, so that you said that's your favorite? Uh, well, favorite punk. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, so what are you listening to right now? Uh, so right now, uh, a band called Vacationer. Okay. Have okay. you ever heard of them? I, I have not. Known. You should check them out. I will. Uh, great music. I don't even know what genre it falls into. Okay. But excellent. Um, and then recently, just the song that I've had on repeat is OAR. That was a crazy game of poker. Oh, nice. It just reminds me of college life, summer, Cincinnati especially. reminds me of Clifton. Mm. And I just like blaring it when I'm driving around Cincinnati with the windows down. It's just a good, carefree, feel-good song. So, Are you a UC guy? I'm not. Uh, Wright State. Oh, okay. But cool. I'm a Cincinnati guy. Hey, so, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this has never happened before. Okay. And I can, I can show you on my phone. This is no BS. <laughs> I'm following up. We had no communication about this, right? My song is also an OAR song. Okay. But it's because, yeah, so here's why. Downstairs, so they play music during production. And there's all, I mean, it's. You can hear it clear. It's like almost like you have headphones up here. Like that's pretty clear you can hear it. It's pretty wild. Although they did blow a uh, subwoofer like last week. (laughs) T's and P's. Yeah. They're going to get a new one. But (laughs) Uh, Danny always says you can tell who's controlling the music by what's being played. It's my favorite game. It's like, oh, which brewer is on the tunes today? Because there's very different personalities down there, right? Yeah. Well, one of the songs they were playing today is one of my favorite OAR songs. And so I've I've been listening while at my desk. Uh, is a song called Peace, O-A-R, Peace. Do you know that song? Uh, I don't. It's, it's really good. It's, it's, it, you bring it down. Okay. Uh, it's, not a, it's not like that was a crazy game of poker. I mean, it's a much more uh, somber, slow, mellow. quiet song. Yeah. yeah, a little more mellow. Are, are you familiar with it? Yeah, I've yeah. heard it. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorites. But, yeah, that's, that's crazy that's that awesome. you brought up O-A-R, and yeah. then that was my song. So, so uh, why don't you pop up his song? Let's do it. A little outro to it. Thanks for being on here, guys. Is there anything else as we're as we're kind of fading out here? Is there anything else you guys want people to know that we didn't cover about your company or uh, just in general? Anything you want to 
If you're interested in learning more about composting, compostable products, visit responsibleproducts.com. Love it. You can call us. We'll explain anything you want to know. I love Beautiful. it. Yeah. One of the five of you will probably answer the phone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Cheers to you guys. It's yeah, really cheers. cool. Cheers. Um, Thank you. Thanks for being a great partner. Thanks, guys.